Today's scripture reading is found from the book of James, the fourth chapter, the 13th to the 17th verse. The reading is also in your bulletin. If you are able to stand, please stand for the reading. Now listen, you who say, today or tomorrow, we will go to this or that city, spend a year there, carry on business and make money. Why? You do not even know what will happen tomorrow. What is your life? You are a mist that appears for a little while and then vanishes. Instead, you ought to say, if it is the Lord's will, we will live and do this or that. As it is, you boast in your arrogant schemes. All such boasting is evil. If anyone then knows the good they ought to do and doesn't do it, it is sin for them. This is the word of the Lord. We are resuming our systematic examination of the New Testament book of James. The last time we looked at the 11th and the 12th verses of the fourth chapter. We saw how the whole, the whole first 12 verses, they deal with submission. What it is, what it's not, and why we don't do it. Uh, submission. Submission. I mean, that, that's, that's a, just that word alone uh, could be a topical series, sermon series for a year. Uh, submission. Submission. Uh, what it is and why we don't do it. That's why he asked in the 11th verse, um, Brothers and sisters, do not slander one another. Anyone who speaks against a brother or sister or judges them sp speaks against the law and judges it. When you judge the law, you are not keeping it, but sitting in judgment on it. There is only one lawgiver and judge, the one who is able to save and to destroy. But you, who are you to judge your neighbor? See, as I shared last time, if we take on the role of witness, prosecutor, judge, I'm not only taking on roles that aren't mine, witness, prosecutor, judge, but what I end up doing is stepping completely beyond my authority, not only my ability, but my authority, and I take the place of God because it's God who is the judge. He's the final one to, to decide all of our fates. See? And that's what the evil one, that's what, that's what Satan, uh, you know, that, that was his downfall. You know, I'm going to rise up. I'm going to take that seat of authority. I'm going to be in that position where I get to call the shot. See, that's, you, when, you, when you read this fourth chapter, and if you look at it in terms of submission and being yielded, then, it's, it's, then, the, then the verses start to uh, uh, make more sense. Uh, we don't want to, we have no business. That's why he says, who are you? Who are you to judge your neighbor? So we begin looking today now at the 13th verse. Now listen, you who say, today or tomorrow we will go to this or that city, spend a year there, carry on business, and make money. 
why you do not even know what will happen tomorrow. What is your life? You're a mist that appears for a little while and then vanishes. Now listen. You know, James shifts, from a, a con- shifts to a conversational style uh, by calling it his attention to the readers. Now listen. Uh, you know, there are, if you look at different versions, uh, your version uh, of the scripture may read, uh, now listen to me, or listen carefully, uh, but wait, or stop and think a minute, just a moment, you should have known better, just listen, hey, uh, we want to talk, it's, it's almost like James is pulling up a chair uh, and saying, okay, uh, let's, let's just talk. Let's, let's just, just talk. Okay, I've been, I've been preaching. I've been admonishing. Now, listen. Let's, let's just talk. It's, it's a colloquial term that uh, was common in the first century that was used. But basically, it was an attention getter to get folks to focus their attention and really listen now to what I'm about to say. Just a moment now. You should know better then. So who's James speaking to? Well, he's speaking to those of you who say, those of you who say, anyone who says what is said in the quotation, that's who he's talking to. He didn't say brethren, and he didn't say friends, so it could be non-Christians he's talking to, it could be business people he's talking to, but I like the simple, the simple uh, 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 assumption. It's, it's likely it was addressed to anybody. Anybody who would fit in that category. Wait a minute, listen. So, see, that's why he goes on to write, instead, you ought to say, if it is the Lord's will, we will live and do this or do that. See? Oh, I know, I know. This is just James being overly religious, right? You know? If you grew up around... Uh, uh, older Christians, you know, maybe it was your mother, your grandmother, or father, or grandfather, is like, you know, they always would couch, you know, their plans in, well, if the Lord wills, you know, if God wills, uh, it is, I, I used to think that, it's like, wow, I mean, it's like, yeah, it's kind of understood, right, you know, it's like, do you have to say that every time, it's like, we, we, we understand, it's just like, this is going, it's like, no, it, it wasn't being overly religious, it wasn't being overly dramatic or dogmatic, what it is, is like an acknowledgement of who you are and whose you are, and that your plans are not your own plans, see, see, in contrast to the world, see, the world either looks at it, uh, looks at life is, one, to ignore the terminal nature of life. How many people, you, you want to really know a downer, uh, uh, you know, you want to really clip a conversation between, you, you, you've got a party going on, and you're just having fun, and you're talking, and you're, you're just, everything's going on. You want to know how to kill a party or kill a conversation? Bring up the terminal nature of life. Bring up the idea that one day, we're all going to die. There is 100% chance that everyone listening to my voice, 100% chance, 100% chance, everyone that's listening to my voice will one day be dead. See, I told you it was a downer. See? (laughs) So that's the one. It's the terminal nature of life. Or... The other way the world would relate to 
the, the, the going to and fro, doing your business, handling your business would be to look at it through the lens of, well, since I've got this much time, I need to squeeze this much fun into it, so I've got to get going on it right now. Eat, drink, and be merry. Tomorrow, I just might die. So let me, let me squeeze in as much as I can. So go for all you can. So it would be easy to think that these verses now that we're dealing with today are disconnected from the, the first 12 verses, but they're really not because it's all, the, the whole connection is through submission. It's all about submission. It's, it's, it's recognizing that there is something and someone greater than ourselves and our plans. See, that's why Paul wrote on, on two separate occasions, uh, at least two separate occasions, uh, from Acts. Uh, but as he left, he promised, I will come back if it is God's will. Then he set sail from Ephesus. And in 1 Corinthians, for I do not want to see you, I do not want to see you now and make only a passing visit. I hope to spend some time with you if the Lord permits. No big deal, right? It's just, it's no big deal. It's a very big deal. It's a huge deal. See, that's why, again, James goes on to write. If we look at it, 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 it's like one verse builds on the next verse. As it is, you boast in your arrogant schemes. All such boasting is evil. If anyone then knows the good they ought to do and doesn't do it, it is sin for them. See, James isn't speaking against planning or preparation. You know, on the contrary, the Bible is filled with, hey, you know, if you're going to go into war, you better count up the cost. You know, if you put your hands to a plow, don't look back. You need to recognize what you're up against. You need to plan and prepare for what you're about to do. Uh, what he's speaking about is behavior that is disconnected from God. That I'm just going to do something um, just on my own, I won't say arbitrarily, but I'm going to do something. Um, just, just, I've shared this with you. I'll share it again. My father, I tell you, breakfast would be cold by the time he was finished praying. We'd all, and he would insist that everyone would be around the table. And he would pray. It seemed like a long time. Maybe it wasn't that long. It seemed long to me. And he would pray. God, we thank you for this morning. We, th we, th we thank you for watching over us while we slept. We thank you, we thank you, we thank you. It's like, boy, you, you're, you're, Dad, you're covering everything. You know? you're, you're, you're thanking him. And then at the very end, he would, he would conclude with the summary verse out of Proverbs. Uh, we all know it. Uh, let me just go Proverbs 3, 1 and 2. It starts, good friend, don't forget all that I've taught you. Take to heart my commands. They'll help you live a long, long time, a long life filled, a long life lived full and well. Who wouldn't want that? What person wouldn't want that type of life? Good friend, don't forget all I've taught you. Take to heart my commands. They'll help you live a long, long time, a long life lived full and well. Don't lose your grip on love and loyalty. Tie them around your neck. Carve their initials on your heart. Earn a reputation for living well in God's eyes and the eyes of the people. Verse 5, which we're all familiar with. Trust God from the bottom of your heart. Don't try to figure out everything on your own. Listen for God's voice in everything you do. Everywhere you go, 
He's the one who will keep you on track. See, the, maybe not for you, but for me. My biggest challenge is, is, is to keep from writing the letter that I want, addressing it to who I want, uh, putting it in the envelope. I'll even address the, even address the envelope, and uh, I'll even spring for the stamp. But then when I want the postman, that would be God, I want him to deliver the letter who I want it delivered to in the time I want it delivered to. So at best, God becomes the postman to the letter that I've written for my life. See, that's why this is, this is so fundamental to, to where we are and how we relate as Christians. See, it's, it's, not about, it's not about planning and preparation. It's about recognizing God in our planning and in our preparation. Well, so here's the question. Just a question I asked myself, even last night. Do I ask God, do I ask for God's guidance in everything that I do? In everything that I do? Uh, I'll confess, the answer is no. I'm better than I was yesterday. I hope to be better tomorrow than I am today. I'm on a path of getting there, but the short answer is no. Why is that? Because of the sin in me. That's, it's, it's because, oh, well, I've got this. I know what to do. I See, yeah, I know so much what to do. That's why if I were to look back on my life, there's so much garbage and roadkill uh, that, that is, yeah, yeah, you knew what to do then, didn't you? That's why you crashed there. And you knew what to do there. See, see, see we get into situations, we, 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 we end up praying for things, God delivers us certain things, and then it's like, well, I didn't actually want that. Well, well, is this, is, this, is this your plan or is this God's plan? Are you, are you, are you following God's agenda? Or are you trying to set the agenda? Who's, who's, who's running the show? Who, who, who's sitting in the throne? Who's sitting on the throne of your life and of your will and of your, of, of, of your, of your desires? I challenge parents. It's, it's, it's going to be tough, I understand, because we want of every one of our kids, you know, my father would always say, study hard, remember it's you, you know, you know, get a good government job with benefits, you know, all of those things. Yeah, it's wonderful, wonderful, wonderful. You ever encourage your kids, pray about your career choice. You ever think about maybe God's calling you to be a missionary in Indonesia? Not my kid, oh no. <laughs> No, no, uh-uh. No, not my kid. No. I want my kid to be a doctor. I want him to make lots of money, and I want him to take care of me in my old age. That's what I want. That's my, that's, that's my plan. That's all of our plans. We just, some of it's, some of it's stated, some of it's not. So, 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 so that's our agenda. See, the question is, when we pray, do we pray with an ear of listening? Are we, or is it just a, a monologue? of prayer. Is, is, is what, I don't know what you do. I know what I do, and I'm, I'm embarrassed half the time, but, but you know, and, I, and I've shared, it's like, you know, sometimes I'll just get up off of my knees, and I'll say, well, you know, God, this is a waste of your time, and I know I'm not focused right now. I'm just, I'm just mumbling and bumbling, and, and I'm, I'm begging for this and begging for that, and it's like, you know, I, I, I need a time out. It's like, let me just step away from this situation, and let me refocus on you, God. Because right now I'm focused on me and what I want. And I, what I want you to get me and go fetch for me. 
That's, that's, that's what I want. See, but if we're not careful, that's, 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 that's why James talks about in a whole chapter, the whole fourth chapter, it's all about submission. So it turns our prayers on its head, completely inverse of what we typically do. So if we pray, are we praying with a, an eye, an ear towards listening? I challenge you. I challenge me. I challenge you. When you go, when you, whatever your quiet time, be it, be it, uh, be it uh, right before you go to sleep tonight or whenever your prayer time is, whenever your serious prayer time is, and, it, you know, and I, and I, and I, it really ought not be after you've watched Home and Garden TV or uh, something like that late at night, you know, it's just like, it just, just really set aside some serious prayer time. And then when you pray, don't say anything. How can you pray without saying anything? Well, I'm trying to listen. I'm trying to get in the spiritual posture or physical posture of just listening. And so when you drop to your knees, don't say anything. Just listen. For that still, small, quiet voice. See? But if we're, if we're constantly... See, that's why, you know... I didn't say this, I've, I re- repeated it. That's why we, when we drive in a car, we have the radio going. It's, we can't stand the silence. Everywhere we go, we have to have noise. When we go home, we turn on the TV out of habit. We get in the car, we turn on the radio. Why? I can't stand the silence. If, I, if, if I'm silent, I have to think about me. I have to think about him. That your, your very soul will cry out and say, you know, hmm, well, let me drown this out with a little R. Kelly or something. Let me, let me, let me just, let me, let me, let me shut it down because I don't want to deal with that right now. So pray with an ear to hear. See, the question we need to ask and answer, and, and I am done. Who will we trust? Who do you trust? You know, in our, in our money, we say, in God we trust. That's, that's nice in theory. We all know that's not a fact. That is just so not a fact. So, we say that. I will trust in the Lord. I will trust in the Lord. How long? I'll trust in the Lord until I die. You don't mean that. You don't mean, come on, come on, it's just Mark. It's just, you don't mean that, do you? Do you seriously, do you seriously mean that? You, you're going to stay on the battlefield. You're going to stay on the battlefield until you die. Oh, well, one more refrain. I'm going to stay on my bended knee. I'm going to stay on my bended knee. How long? Until I die. And sometimes it requires being, for first century Christians, it was dying physically. There was no metaphorical or spiritual aspect to it. It was about dying physically. Man, not that this song goes back to that. But trust me, to be associated with those of the way, Christians of the first century, it, it, it was more than an inconvenience. You know, it's an inconvenience. It's like to wake up, to get up, to get dressed, to come. It's like, you know, I understand you got life. 
uh, to, to gather and associate and to be called people of the way, it could cost you literally your life. But people chose that. People identified that way. They submitted that way. So, so what does that mean for us? This is 2014, and, you know, things aren't like that. Praise God, they're not like that. But in many ways, they're much harder than that. Because we have all of these diversions that, that could easily not, 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 not snatch our souls from, from, from our eternal destination, but quiet our testimony and make us ineffective in the ways that God would want us to have. So we spend time not doing bad things, but not doing the best things. Say, it's not a matter of, well, you know, I didn't kill anybody, so I must be okay. Wow, that's your bar? It's like, seriously, that's, 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 that's the bar? No, no, no. God, what is it you want me to do? Then I can say, if God wills, then I will do this. If God permits, I will do that. As opposed to, well, I'm going to get my education, I'm going to get my degree, I'm going to, I'm going to get, a, get a good job, I'm going to get a house, I'm going to get, and, and nowhere in that, in that discussion do we even think about, God, what do you want me to do? How do you want me to act? What job do you want me to have? Hey, I know this is, this is really hard, particularly for our young people, uh, because jobs are so hard. Jobs are so hard. This is a very difficult economy. This is a very difficult economy. And when job opportunities come along, our first reaction is grab it, take it fast. But what if the job opportunity comes at the cost of my spiritual walk with you? If I take this job the way the hours are set up, then I will have to choose the job over fellowship with you, God. Well, well, Lord, you don't want me to be out on the street and homeless, do you? You, you, you want me, I have to have a job, right? Right? So, again, I've written the letter, I've addressed the envelope, I've put the stamp on it, and I want God to deliver that for me. But if we had asked, God, you know my heart, you know my desire. I want to draw close to you. That's what I want. I want to draw close to you. I want to draw close to you. Now, you know I got to eat. We haven't been created to not eat. I would love a place to sleep that's dry. I would love to have electricity. All of those things cost money. You know what to do with God to borrow from the uh, uh, contemporary parlance, Lord, make it rain. Just make it rain. We live beneath our privilege. We scuffle around for table scraps, and God is saying, I've got a, I've got a spiritual feast prepared for you that I want you to partake of. You notice I said spiritual feast. I didn't say uh, uh, an actual feast with... 20-inch rims and tires and all of that. No, 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 no. I'm talking about a spiritual feast that God wants us to partake of. He wants us to. He wants us to come, dine, fellowship with me. And me being good, you being evil, you like to give your kids good stuff. I'm good. You're not. How much? I really want to give you good stuff. 
So I can see God saying, I got this. I got this. But are we going to bow the knee? Are we, going, are we going to submit to him to allow him to do the things he will do if we let him do it? So then, that's why we can say, if the Lord wills, I will do this. If God permits, I will do that. I don't want table scraps. Like I said last time, if I'm dreaming, I'm not dreaming. For, I'm nothing against Kias or Hyundais and nothing against those. But I'm not, that's not my idea of, of dreaming big when it comes to cars. If I'm going if, if to dream big, I know there are things better than Kias and Hyundais out there for me. If you own a Kia and Hyundai, I'm not talking about your car. I'm just talking about <laughs> Kias and Hyundais. And all I'm saying is, God wants to give you the very best that he has to offer. He does. He absolutely does. But will you let him? Will you, will you let him give you what he wants to give you? That could be stuff. That could be relationships. That could be peace. That, that, give me a bucket load of peace. I'll take that over anything. Just, just I, I don't need anything. Don't need any clothes, no house, no clothes. If, I, if you give me peace, I'll be happy just sitting in a park, just, just living by myself. If you give me peace. If the Lord wills, if God permits, we will do this or we will do that. Let's pray. Our Father.